What's good in the hood? Namaste, bays. This is the Happy Hood Hippie, and we are back at it again with another episode of Namaste and NJ. Today's episode is called Bitch Bad, Woman Good, Goddess Better. Let's get into it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to thank you guys so much for listening and giving me all your feedback and your info, info, the good comments, the bad comments, all of that. I appreciate it all. Thank you so much. Y'all been showing me, showing me so much love. The love is real, y'all. The love is so real. And I'm just happy that I get to share my musings, my wisdom, my guidance, whatever you pull from this, whatever you get from this, I appreciate it. And I'm going to keep on going because I got things to say. So, bitch bad, woman good, goddess better. It is apparent to me that bad bitch culture is at an all-time high. Like, when you look on your social media, you look, you listen to the radio, you look on television, the images of women being portrayed are of bad bitches. And don't get me wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being a bad bitch. I, too, at one point, aspired to look like a video girl or a bad bitch because, you know, that that's what we see. But I definitely feel now, after having my spiritual awakening, that these things are shaping the culture and it's dumbing us down as women. Women, we are goddesses. We are divine beings. We are portals of life. We give life. We were chosen to, to portal spirits from higher realms into this realm. Like, we're divine by nature. And although being a bad bitch is cool and it's popping or whatever, that's not all that we are. So I just wanted to share with you a little bit of my bad bitch journey and my journey onto goddesshood. And I'm also going to be interviewing another divine feminine a little bit later in this episode so she can talk about her individualized journey and we can compare and contrast and see how they work out. So here we go. But um, I started my spiritual journey in around 2017. Mid-2017, it kind of sparked off because I had a sacred connection with someone. If you're not sure what a sacred connection is, they call sacred connections um, twin flames, sacred union, all that good stuff. But it's essentially just a past life relationship. I believe in reincarnation. I know that life is a big-ass school. Earth is a big-ass school. And we're here to learn our lessons from lifetime after lifetime after lifetime and when you don't learn the lesson you repeat um simple cause and effect it's a universal law nobody escapes it so to all my people who don't believe in karma ta-da it's real whether you believe it or not you gonna get that shit but I started my spiritual journey after a sacred union encounter I encountered a person who I had this super intense connection with and um, we couldn't get shit straight. It was definitely like a can't get right situation. And the situation literally sent my head spinning. Like, I didn't know my up from down, my side from side. I couldn't figure out what was going on with me. I knew nothing about spirituality. I knew nothing about divine feminine, divine masculine energy. I knew absolutely nothing about any of this. I was a complete complete novice to the shit like I was new to this not true to this so within having this connection with this person um it sparked my spiritual journey inspired me to go deeper within myself because that's what our spiritual journey is about that's what your spiritual journey is about is about finding the divinity within you your authenticity in your divinity your connection with God higher source higher self whatever you choose to call God consciousness universe whatever so during this time, I was vibrating low. I was clearly on bad bitch frequency. Like, I isolated back between being a needy bitch and a narcissistic bitch. And both of those is irritating as fuck. I isolated back and forth between, between being needy and narcissistic. I was angry, egotistical, entitled. I was spoiled. I was everything that I feel like the media and trauma, because trauma plays a factor too, portrays women um, as what they should be nowadays. I definitely see there is um, an influx of dominant, loud, rambunctious, 
roaring women um, on television portrayed in the media in in the videos women are really loud and outspoken and don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with being outspoken there's nothing wrong with being loud but what I've learned is that your power is in your softness lady ladies there's a difference between being assertive and being aggressive and if you don't have that divine feminine and divine masculine energy inside of you balanced you are going to you're going to pull from the wrong energies at the wrong time so that is a little bit of what I've learned um, I definitely in myself pulled from the energies at the wrong time I isolated between being narcissistic and needy in this connection with the person and it was because I did not know who I am I did not know who I was I know who I am now um, before you start your spiritual journey you can be lost you can be a follower and not even know that you're a follower you can be someone who goes along with society's standards of what should have could have would have been and not even realize um I was living my life day to day, in and out, doing what I was supposed to do, going to work, looking cute, taking care of my kids, partying on the weekend, being happy-go-lucky, being spoiled, being demanding, saying, I want this, having a temper tantrum if I didn't give him, and thinking because I'm having an intimate relationship with a man that he's required to, um, to financially supply my needs. And don't get me wrong, when you are having an intimate connection and an intimate partnership um, within a divine masculine and feminine relationship, there are requirements. I do think that men are required to be protectors and providers, and I definitely think that that is something that they should do. I definitely think that that, that is something that that goes along with that I don't necessarily subscribe to gender roles I do think that either gender could be either you know in terms of relationship because we both have divine feminine and divine masculine in us but I definitely think in terms of romantic partnerships those roles and assigned traditional assigned duties assigned with a certain gender should be assigned to a certain person and it's not dependent on gender if that makes sense. I'm like, that's a big ass tongue twister, y'all. I hope y'all got that. But anywho, I was walking in my total bad bitch element and the connection with this person dissolved. And when the connection with the person dissolved, I was left broken. And in my brokenness, it gave me time to reflect on the woman that I was and the woman that I wanted to be. And in that reflection, in starting my spiritual journey, I made some changes because I feel a lot of times as women, especially as African-American women, we don't see the fault in ourselves. A lot of us are strong because we've had to be so strong. We've had to do everything on our own. And a lot of us have an imbalance of masculine and feminine energies. And I think in your strength, in our strength, it can come across as aggressive. It can come across as harsh. It can come across as demanding. It can come across as entitled when really we need to learn how to pull from the masculine energy and pull the assertiveness from the masculine energy. Um, for me personally, my energies was imbalanced when I was being a bad bitch. And it was because I was dealing with partners who, were, who weren't good for me. Excuse me. Partners who weren't good for me, period, point blank. I would meet a man in his brokenness and as an empath, I attract broken men. Now, before I realized I was an empath, before I realized I was a healer, I was just a love bug, just wanting to be love, give and share love and thinking, you know, that my love can conquer all, my love can heal all. But as an empath, I have now learned that every man that comes across your path, you ain't supposed to love him. You know, like... Some men you are sent to heal, be his friend, heal him from a distance because a broken man is only going to break you. And I think a bad bitch, in a sense, is not even necessarily a bad bitch. She's just a broken woman. We need healing. I don't think there is necessarily there's too much emphasis now on toxic culture. And I feel like toxic culture is toxic in itself everybody's like oh fuck away from me I'm toxic you're toxic oh I ain't fucking with bruh he toxic I ain't fucking with her she's toxic toxic when reality when in reality we are all broken people who need healing and that's it so 
These are things that I've learned in my own divine feminine journey and journeying into my goddesshood that I hope to share with y'all. The number one thing that I've learned for myself personally is be more discerning. I had so many red flags in dating the men that I've dated and um, I haven't dated a lot of men. Like, don't laugh at me, y'all. I'm 34 and I've only dated three men. I would consider three men are men that I actually dated. One man was my first love. One man was the man that I married. And the third man was a man that I had a sacred connection with. And that was just like total situationship, hands down. But I can be honest with myself and in growing in my womanhood and being reflective in the relationships, none of these situations started off healthy. None of these situations were ideal situations to begin with. So the first step into embodying your divine feminine energy that I learned is holding yourself accountable. Hold yourself accountable for the woman that you want to be in the future. If you meet a man and you like a man and you're vibing with him and you enjoy his company and enjoy being with him, but you also notice that this man has some traits in himself that he needs to heal, you got to step away from that man. You have to. And what I find happens with a lot of us as feminine energies, we rock with Rico, we rock with Roscoe, we see he ain't right, we see he ain't got his shit together, and we be silent, you know, we hope that in the future he'll get his shit together if we rock, if we show him how solid we are, if we show him how good we can cook, if we show him how bomb our pussy is, if we show him how we can pussy pop on a handstand, make him fish and grits, take great care of the kids and go and get our bag, then all of this shit about him that that's not good and that's not healed in him is going to automatically change and you're going to bring him to reach his higher self and be the best Roscoe he can be. So you're going to hold out for that. That's the number one mistake I made in my bad bitch days is seeing a man's potential and rocking with that. My first love had potential out of this world And he was a stark dichotomy as a person because he had so much loving, giving, honorable energy in him. But he had so much dirty dick ass energy in him as well. And again, empaths often gravitate to broken men. Or broken people. We're natural healers. So the empath in me saw his brokenness and saw his potential and fell in love with with his potential as opposed to his reality. So don't do that. And the number one lesson that I learned from that is you pull from your masculine energy. I was operating in my feminine energy in, in dating him and dating men and being too receptive, being too passive thinking that my coochie was the cure-all and it was going to make this man be something that he wasn't ready to be when I needed to pull from my masculine energy and operate in that from the get-go and say, Roscoe, I love you. I like you as a person. I see you have all this awesome potential, but you right now are not acceptable to the goddess that I'm trying to be. So if you want to rock with me in these ways, you need to honor yourself and make these changes and make these changes not for you. Make these changes not for me, excuse me, but you make these changes for you. You elevate yourself. You elevate your consciousness. You make yourself better for you. And if it's meant to be, it'll be. If we vibrate on the same vibration, we'll stick around. And if we don't, we don't. So that is something that I noticed. Ladies, pull from your assertive energy and not your aggressive energy. Because what would happen, pull from the divine masculine assertiveness and not the aggressiveness. Because what would happen is after a year or two of dating Roscoe and Rico and cooking his meals and being down and being solid and being this awesome woman, I see this nigga ain't changing. And now I'm getting mad. Now East Oakland Amber is coming out. And now the youngsters is ready to get hyphy. Now I'm cussing you out. Now I'm full beast mode Rasputia on a nigga ready to fuss cuss and punch you essentially and it's because I did not do what I needed to do as a woman and pull from that masculine energy from the gate and set those boundaries and say you're not where I need you to be in order for us to establish something and grow 
you're not where I need you to be. Therefore, I can't let you into my life like that. A lot of bad bitch energy I feel is wounded inner child injury in energy. I feel it's wounded young woman energy because when you are a woman and you rise into your goddess energy, you don't have to be a bad bitch. I feel so much more powerful and loved and fierce now than I did with a 30 inch weave and Cardi B nails and a ton of makeup, you know, like I feel the power in my softness. I've realized that the power is in our softness, ladies. It really is. It truly is. And I know that we've been taught that, you know, softness means weakness, but it doesn't. It's so easy to be hard, y'all. It's easy to be mean. It's easy to say mean things. But you have so much power in your softness. So much power in being assertive, but soft. The second thing that I learned from those experiences in my divine feminine journey is to heal your inner child heal your heal your inner child energy so a lot of people don't realize that your relationship patterns with men or women oftentimes match your family dynamics so I always use myself as an example so here goes mine I was raised um, in a home I was raised with a mother who was very cold So, in a sense, I was emotionally abandoned by my mother and also physically abandoned by my father. And this, in turn, kind of taught me that love was unavailable. It kind of taught me to seek love in emotionally unavailable partners, which is completely and totally unhealthy and ludicrous. So... Go back, do some reflection, and analyze your inner child dynamics. Analyze what you saw love as between your parents, your relationships between your cousins, your aunties, whosoever love relationships, your grandparents, and dynamics that you saw in your household. Take a step back and analyze that. Analyze your right from wrong. Figure out what you see and figure out what things that you may have picked up that you are implemented in your relationships, that you're even implemented in your psyche. Because a lot of the things that we pick up from our family dynamics are stuck in our subconscious. A lot of things we don't even know was that they're wrong. Our, subcon- our subconscious mind controls 95% of our reality. You heard that? 95% of your reality is controlled by your subconscious mind. So think about what unhealthy patterns you could have picked up from just watching things play out in your childhood. Another thing I would suggest is to heal your transgenerational trauma. Transgenerational trauma is real, y'all. Like, trauma is passed down in our DNA. I feel like I talked about this in an episode before, but trauma is passed down in our DNA. So if your mother was in situations where she was being abused and raped and hurt or your grandmother or your aunties, or if this is something along your lineage, if your mother had terrible relationships with men, she is having you and literally passing those things down. They are encoded in your DNA. So when you're going crazy on your man and you don't know why, think about things like this. I know that I am the generational breaker, curse breaker in my family. I know I'm the one that's here to heal the trauma. I'm the one that's woken up to the spiritual reality of things and the generational curse that's on my family. Generational curses is real, y'all. Real as fuck. Don't take any of those things for granted. Don't think any of this thing is, is fake. These spiritual concepts are very, very real. And I'm so passionate about telling people about them because it's astonishing and amazing to me. I'm also a life path seven. So, you know, spirituality is like my thing. But heal transgenerational trauma. Do research on your your lineage. Do research on your mama and her relationships. Do research on your granny and her relationships. Figure out what patterns you see. Patterns you can see in yourself, patterns you see in your sisters, figure it out, or even your brother. These things can be encoded in you and you don't even know. Perfect example. Perfect example of things being passed down in your DNA. A son can be identical to his absentee father. 
He can have all his father's mannerisms, his father's temperaments, his father's characteristic, and his father could be absent from his life. And you wondering, damn, he just like his daddy, but his daddy ain't never been around. That's because his father is encoded in his DNA. So his structure, his thought processes, the things he do is inside of him. Transgenerational trauma works just like that. I'm pretty positive that most black people, black women, I'm sure we got trauma from slavery still stored in our womb. Our womb center stores the trauma, by the way. So on top of that, that makes it even worse. Your womb center is what stores the trauma. And remember, your womb center is the center for all creativity, for all creation, for all life. Your energy flows from your womb center, divine feminines. Pay attention to any reoccurring patterns in relationships. If you went from Rico to Tyreekus and Tyreekus is the same nigga that Rico was, but it's just a different face, pay attention to the reoccurring signs. A lot of the times that's God, higher source, universe trying to show you something. What I can say about my personal relationships with men is all of them had very similar traits and it went from bad to worse to the worst until I woke up and learned the lesson that I was supposed to learn. And the lesson that I was supposed to learn was self-love. I, um, being so empathetic and so caring, I used to have a very jesus-esque view of love like very self-sacrificial very giving giving give very too much into my feminine energy i mean too much into my masculine energy honestly because masculine energy is giving and i would give and give and give just because i enjoy giving to people that's very much my nature but it's a woman's job to receive and it's the the masculine's job to give so make sure you got an even balance of give and take in yourself. Make sure you are receiving just as much as you're giving and make sure you're al- you are allowing yourself to receive. If you are a giver by nature, receiving can feel uncomfortable. If you are a giver by nature and you're used to giving, giving, giving and pouring into someone, when someone finally decides to pour into you, it's something new. You could feel like, okay, what is this? I don't know what's going on here. I don't know if I like this. I don't know if this is for me. It is for you. Step into your receptive energy, ladies. If you are an overgiver and overlover, I myself am a recurring, a re, reformed, not recurring because I ain't doing that shit no more. Okay. <laughs> I myself am a reformed overlover, you know, and it took. Me being sat on my pockets one, two, three times. Having these connections with people with the same results. Giving, giving, giving to someone who's taking, taking, taking. And then after it's over, I'm left empty and depleted. And it took those things to happen to say, okay, universe is trying to tell me something. God is trying to tell me something. I'm learning from these patterns because I'm not going to make this mistake again. So check out any reoccurring patterns that you may have in your life. Figure it out. It ain't that hard. You'll see. If you take back and do some reflection, and I know it's hard, ladies. We so smart and we're so bomb. A lot of us don't like to do the self-reflection. A lot of us is like, I'm smart, I'm the shit, and I know it. So, yeah. (laughs) A lot of us don't want to do that inner healing work to really figure out who we are as women. But take the steps to figure out who you are. Write down the the list, write down a list of pros and cons that you view in your partners, your past partners, and also pros and cons in yourself. Do a self-evaluation of how you changed or grew from relationship to relationship. Evaluate yourself. Spend time with yourself. This is something that I feel like a lot of people don't do in terms of relationship. And this is something that has definitely been helping me to tap into my goddess energy. Spend time with yourself. Date you. Love you. Please you. Figure out what it is that you like. Figure out what it is that you like. A lot of times in relationships, all relationships that we have with people are mirrors. Everybody that we deal with is going to be a mirror to ourselves. But a lot of times in relationships, we can find a partner where it's like, I like him, so I like what he's into. It's cool. You know, I ain't tripping. Whatever he wants. You know, tapping into that passive feminine energy. But we can't be too passive. You can't be too passive. You have to be assertive, ladies. 
balancing the masculine and feminine energy is tough. Like it's definitely something that you need to master. It's definitely something that takes a level of mastery that that's hard. That's hard. But you're deserving. You are deserving of loving yourself enough to be self-realized, to figure out who you are, to figure out the things that you want and don't want, to figure out the things that you will accept and won't accept, to figure out what's for you and what's not. Take the time to love on yourself. It's nothing wrong with being single. It's nothing wrong with figuring yourself out. I feel like society tells us that we have to be coupled and partnered. You're half. You're not whole is what is what people tell you. It's like, oh, that's my better half. That's my other half. No, baby girl, make sure you're whole on your own, okay? Because let me tell you, if you are not whole on your own, when that other half leaves you, then you're left with half. And that ain't cool. And a lot of times, if you have half of yourself, you're settling When you settle, never settle because I have settled. When you settle, you end up getting less than what you settled for. And that is some bullshit in itself. You settled for 50%. He gave you all. He gave you 75% in the beginning because he was showing out, trying to win you, trying to win you. Then as the relationship went on, he gave you 50%. And after a while, it dwindled. So now you're getting way less than what you deserve. When you take the time to know yourself and reflect on yourself and better yourself, you're going to attract what you deserve. Like attract like. If you're a broken woman, if you got broken feminine energy, if you have unbalanced energy, you are only going to attract unbalanced man. Now, I want to go back to the sacred connection that I had when I um, oscillated. And I know I said it isolated, but y'all know I can't talk. Y'all know I can't talk, but y'all fucks with me, so it's cool. I meant to say isolated, so forget it, kid. But when I went and talked about me isolating between being needy and being narcissistic, shout out to Shane Bodie though, because I don't want to take credit for that theory. I actually watched a Shane Bodie video. She is a sex therapist. You can find her on YouTube. She actually wrote a relationship book as well. She was the one who talked about that on one of her recent YouTube episodes. And I follow her and I was like, damn, Shane, like I completely and totally saw myself in that because with the sacred connection, I was like, damn, I was needy as fuck, but I was also a narcissist. So how does this even work out? But in that sacred connection, he was also needy as fuck and a narcissist too. When I tell you like attracts like, he would have a quality about him that was like, oh my God, I need you. I need constant communication with you 24 seven all day, every day. And then he would be like, non-attached completely detached have no empathy in the same instance and I was the same like attracts like so in order for you to get something good you got to heal your bullshit and we all got it in us everybody is with the shits and not in a good way we all have bullshit in us that we need to get out again inner child trauma check them relationships out from when you were a kid really peep what you learned when I was a kid I learned that men are supposed to do When I was a child, I was raised in a household where the roles were kind of reversed. The feminine party had more of the masculine energy, and the masculine party had more of the feminine energy. So in my mind, I thought that this was normal. I thought it was normal for a woman to be extremely dominant, extremely controlling, extremely power-hungry. Everyone has to submit to her will and do what she says. These are things that I thought was normal on a subconscious level. I normalized it because I was a child, and this is the only relationship that I saw. So how that transferred onto my adult relationships was me being very controlling. Very controlling, um, like I said earlier, entitled, very much like you're supposed to do what I said because that's how it goes, right? And until you get in yourself and you heal that wounded inner child healing, you heal those lessons, those subconscious lessons and beliefs that you don't even know you believe, it will ruin your relationship. It will sabotage your relationship. And 
I'm speaking for myself because I'm always speaking for, from experience. In my relationships, um, well, what happened was my natural, my natural essence is very soft. My natural essence is very soft, very loving, very nurturing. But as soon as my partner would do, would do something that I would like, then I would automatically revert to that hard, <laughs> that hardcore dominant masculine energy on his ass. Like, I've even had an ex-partner tell me, he was like, I fell in love with the soft and sweet Amber. I didn't fall in love with Neil Brown. And uh, if y'all don't know who Neil Brown is, then you do not need to be listening to Namaste and E&J. But, but anyway, Neil Brown is the drug kingpin from New Jack City. You better know it. Okay. <laughs> but that masculine energy and that hardness would come out full force. And it's for two part reasons. This is why I say trauma plays a part into your um, masculine and feminine energies as well. So as a child, my long, my soft, loving, and kind self was not accepted. I know that I mentioned earlier that um, one of my parents was very cold and unemotional. And I've always been an emotional person, always been a lover, always been a little flower child, a hippie, literally since birth. So we were a stark contrast. So it was reinforced in me growing up, not seeing anybody with this loving, feminine energy presence, that that's not right. That's not cool. That's not who I should be as a woman. So when I would date these men and I would be my soft, loving, and giving self, and granted, I said earlier, all the situations didn't start off properly. That was one thing. And another thing is I was too much in my receptive feminine energy. Your energies have to be balanced. They have to be balanced. You have to pull from the divine masculine and the divine feminine to get anything done, y'all. That's what this podcast is about. That's what this episode is about. Pulling from them energies. But what would happen is when I would be my loving, natural, catering, nurturing self, and my partner would do something I didn't like, it would subconsciously reinforce the insecurity in me that this is not accepted. It's not accepted for you to be loving and soft and kind because you're being loving and soft and kind and he's doing something to hurt you. So then I would automate into that masculine energy gender role that I saw growing up being a super controlling, um, aggressive, power hungry woman over my partner. Cause it would just like kind of flip a switch. Like, Oh, no, you're not going to play me. Oh, you think I'm too nice? Let me show you how I really can be. So think about those things. Because the reality of life, y'all, is everybody wants love. Everybody wants to be accepted. And I thought that um, growing up with this powerful woman, seeing how she kind of maneuvered and treated masculine energies, it was kind of like they didn't have any feelings. So I internalized that as like, you know, men are big and tough and strong and they don't have no feelings. They just go to work, pay the bills, come home. That's it. Like they don't, they don't trip off emotions and they don't have needs. This is what it was internalized to be subconsciously in my juvenile mind. Right. And we both know that's crazy. But when I became an adult and I had these experiences with men, I found that men are just as more, just just as, if not more, sensitive than we are, ladies. Seriously. Like, I haven't had too many experiences, but the experiences that I have had with men, only one of them was not very sensitive. But the other two were, were more sensitive and emotional than, than I was, even. So, I say that to say, go back into your childhood and really see, really keep the relationship dynamics. How did your mother treat your father? How did your granny treat your granddaddy? How did your auntie treat your uncle? Figure it out. See what you've been taught. And then do some research. Read some books. Read some relationship books. I'm reading Bell Hooks all about love. And love is not what you think it is, y'all. Love is not what the media portrays it to be. Love really is unconditional. The way you love your best friend, the way I love my best friend that's been my best friend since the seventh grade. I don't, she's never leaving my life ever. I don't care what happens. That's real love. That's real unconditional love. And we don't extend that love to our partners, which is crazy. We extend the love to family. We extend the love to friends. But we never extend that love to ourselves first and our partners. So remember that. Love is unconditional. I would suggest reading Bell Hooks all about love. Um, 
Shan Boudram has a book. What is her book called? Damn it, I don't know what her book call, is called, but I heard it's good. I still haven't purchased it yet, but I heard it's good. But figure yourself out. There's nothing wrong with being single, ladies. There's nothing wrong with taking time to love yourself. There's nothing wrong with figuring out your needs and desires. Because I'm going to tell you, when you don't know your needs and desires, you're going to get something kind of like what you think you want, but not really quite it. And who has time for that? You deserve wonderful, unconditional, mutual, beautiful love that helps you grow. You deserve to be. You deserve to grow and nurture and be nurtured by someone. The healing journey and the journey into goddesshood um, really helps you to learn yourself. I know, especially with sacred union connections. If you're listening to this and you have a sacred union connection and you are just so obsessed and concerned with your partner and you think that's what it's all about, that is not what it's all about. It's all about your connection to you. It's all about how you loving you. How are you honoring you? The person that you met was a reflection of you, and they were there to trigger and to mirror the things in you that needed to be healed. And you love this person so much, and you have this deep attachment to this person, but it's really a deep attachment that you're supposed to have to yourself. Okay? A lot of the, oh, this is a twin flame, this is a sacred union. A lot of the things that we've been taught about that connection are not true. It is not a fairy tale. It is not like, oh, easy peasy, we're soulmates, everything is happy. It's um, some real deal Holy Ghost shit. Like, it's some gangster shit. Healing work is the most gangster shit you've ever done. But I'm telling you, ladies, once you heal that divine feminine energy, once you, you let go of the negative elements of being a bad bitch, because there's great stuff you can pull from being a bad bitch. If you want to take care of yourself, look all pretty, get all dressed up, oh, yes, by all means, take those elements from being a bad bitch. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But when I think of a bad bitch, I think of myself looking beautiful, looking outwardly, like just being awesome and put together and great, but inwardly have a lot of issues that need to be addressed and that need to be fixed. So that started my Divine Goddess journey. I would also recommend Sacred Woman. Sacred Woman by Queen Afua. Um, if you don't know now, you know. It's an excellent book. It's a woman about healing the feminine mind, body, and spirit. It goes into everything. It talks about African spirit, spiritual, ancient comedic, excuse me, spirituality. It talks about diet. It talks about reproductive issues that you could be having. It gives you positive affirmations for womb healing. It gives you a diet plan. It gives you altar work, chants, songs, bells, everything. It even tells you, it even gives you a format of how your relationship should go. Like it really helps to form you and shape you as a woman. If you want to grow in your femininity, if you want to grow as a woman, regardless of your race, this book is definitely geared toward African-American women, but I would say regardless of your race, race, this book is going to be beneficial to you as a woman because we all need to heal our feminine energy and spirit and mind. We need to heal our bodies. It's time for the goddess to rise, y'all. It's time for the goddess to rise. So... What's good? Namaste, babe. Hi, everyone. We are back. I told you guys I was going to have a special guest come with me to talk about the divine feminine energy. And I do. I have my lovely girl, Kayla, here. And she's going to talk a little bit about her divine feminine experience. So thank you so much, Kayla, for joining the podcast. I appreciate you, babe. I appreciate you so much. So tell me a little bit about your divine feminine journey and how it started. I'm not sure how it started. <laughs> I'm gonna lie, like I don't know. I just realized what it was recently. So, yeah. I don't know how it started. It just kind of happened. Okay. So it just kind of happened. I totally understand with my own divine feminine journey. I didn't realize what was going on until the midway point. Like you know if you are a spiritual person, things come to you. 
So it was literally synchronicity after synchronicity for me. And it literally fell in my lap. Um, every morning I would watch YouTube videos and do makeup before I went to work at my um, old place of work. So one particular morning, there was um, a video, my makeup video had gone off and it was a video of a couple and it was a couple describing um, their relationship and their relationship sounded so much like the situationship I was in at the time. And I kind of laughed and I was like, this is so interesting. Um, they sound just like me in Oh boy. So when I listened to them and the more I listened to them talk, they talked about their sacred union journey. And then that's when I discovered like divine masculine, divine feminine. And like I said before, a sacred union journey is just a past life love connection. So again, I believe in reincarnation. We all die and then we come back until we learn these, these lessons that we needed to learn. So I know you're at the beginning of your journey and you confused and don't know what the fuck is going on, but is there anything you think that you learned yet? Like where, where are you at in your journey? Um, what do you mean? Like, is there anything I think I've learned? Like as far as what, as far as myself or as, as far, far as, as like, yourself. So here's the deal. Are, yeah. or, <laughs> Here's the deal with here's the deal with these journeys. The sacred union, twin flame, whatever you want to call it, is really a journey into self. And I said earlier in the podcast that when I was dealing with my person, we he would flip flop back and forth between needy and narcissistic, and I would flip flop back and forth between needy and narcissistic because the other person is your mirror. The other person is the mirror to what you need to heal deep inside of you. So what can I say about um, mine? We were very similar in terms of being very silly, being very silly, both being very loving, being very goofy, um, both being pretty immature, quite honestly. Um, lots of other different things. When they're your mirror, they're your total mirror between like the good and the bad. It's like all everything around you. And that's why you have this deep, intense connection with this person. But um we can talk about that later if you want to. If if you, I know you're in the beginning, so if you're still trying to figure out your way, how do you feel? How do you feel about this journey on a day-to-day basis? Can you tell me about um, what makes this different from any other situation you've been in? Um, it's a lot more self-assessment because mm-hmm. you're kind of on your own and figuring it out because it's a lot of well I don't know if for everybody but it seems like it from what I've seen or heard that there's a lot of like kind of like abandonment mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. Um, so you know it's a lot of like self-reflection looking at yourself saying like am I tripping a lot of us like to place blame on everyone else for everything Mm -hmm. so preach (laughs) no I was the queen of that I was the queen of being like and he did this and you did this and you're like this I was the queen of placing like 100% of the blame on the other party and really it was it was me as right. your mirror, you see the things, the things that you see in another person is what's also in you. And it's a super unfortunate reality. But when you, once you have your spiritual awakening and you kind of wake up, then it's good. Cause it's like, oh, it's popping. I know what I need to heal and fix and whatever. So that's the good thing about it. But I'll talk a little bit about energy. What it really helped for me and you at the beginning of your journey, maybe when you grow a little bit far along, you'll see it really, really helps me. The self, like you said, helped me with my self-esteem because um, I talked about my childhood earlier. I talked about the abandonment issues that I did have. And when um, this person did not show up for me in a way that I felt he should show up for me, it kind of reinforced those childhood abandonment issues. It also reinforced the issues that I had when I was a kid about, um, you know, like being loving and being kind because I was kind of showed like, you know, that's not what you're supposed to do. Don't be loving and kind, you know, be a beast out here and make a nigga respect you. So when um, 
the situation parted when we parted it just reinforced those feelings of abandonment feelings of unworthiness my energy was all crazy up and down and around and it took a lot to get me back to a guided and centered place have you done um any meditation any prayer work because if you're doing this journey you know this shit will literally make you insane like Until you figure out how to balance the divine feminine and divine masculine energies inside of you, y'all, I know I said this a ton of times. I'm going to keep reinforcing this. It's a journey about you. Although you feel this crazy attachment to this other person and you want it to be about them, it's not. It's completely and totally about you and ways in which you need to love yourself and show up for yourself. So what has been helping you make it through and like balance your energies? Prayer for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not quite a meditator yet. Um, mm-hmm. Figuring that out, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I noticed that when I don't pray or when I stop praying or like when I wasn't praying every day, mm-hmm. that things were really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Meditation is just another form of prayer. So, prayer definitely helped me because I I had so much genuine and sincere prayer one thing I pride myself about my heart is pure I make mistakes but I definitely am not the person who wants to hurt people you know like I got a pretty pure and genuine heart and I prayed prayed and prayed genuinely because I was like this shit got to stop I felt like um my heart was broken and I didn't know why you know it's like I didn't been married and divorced and I didn't feel this way after I had divorced my husband like no disrespect to my ex-husband if you ever hear this no no disrespect fam but you feel me it wasn't like that it was different (laughs) this time this time was sincerely and genuinely different so prayer helped me a lot um journaling I don't know if you started journaling or you tried journaling journaling was a big help because it really helped me to see how I was, how the status of my emotions and what I was thinking consistently and what thought processes I had to do away with and what other issues came up. Have you tried any journaling? Not consistently. Okay. Not consistently. That's okay. I'm like, this is the shortest little interview ever. (laughs) <laughs> journaling and I don't want to talk you know my ass of thought <laughs> I'm still figuring it out it's definitely an experience mm-hmm. once you start to realize certain things everything is like wow mm-hmm. all the time you know mm-hmm. what I mean so it's a lot to take in and still function yes <laughs> on a um, I guess earthly level yes yes spiritual spiritual connections are completely and totally different than than earthly connections and unfortunately with our earthly based 3d don't have a grasp or understanding of the higher realities of love And this connection is simply made for you to find the love within you and also unlock your heart chakra so that you're more prone to love between all because love is unconditional. And we've been taught that if someone does this to you, they don't love you. If someone is this way, they don't love you. But what I'm finding is we all have our own issues. We all have our own trauma. We all have our own baggage. And someone can love you 100% with their feelings but not know how to love you with their actions. And it was only after this connection I discovered this because um, even though my connection was like really crazy, there was a lot of love there. And I found myself doing things that I had never done to anybody else, but I love this person to pieces. So it was like, why am I doing this? I'm like, this is the person you love this much and you're, you're behaving this way. But it's to show you the difference between real, real unconditional love, spiritual love, and earthly love. I'll just say that because they are completely different. 
But that's good. I mean, you got it. The journey, the journey is an interesting one. Um, I started off seeing number sequences, started off with 1111. And what's funny is now that I know all that I know about this journey, I went, the job that I was working at, I met this person at a job. The job that I was working at, um, I think I went and interviewed at 1111 Jackson Street to get the job. And then I went and had my training at 333, I'll say Blue Jay Street. And then I met the person after the training. And it was so completely and totally interesting to me now that I know about number synchronicities and everything because the signs were all there. But I had not woken up yet. So I didn't I didn't peep. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Do you um have you started seeing any eleven elevens or any signs or anything yet? That was yeah, eleven eleven was the start. Um one 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 or um just one period and then mm-hmm. I've been seeing number synchronicities a lot lately, mostly in times, you know, mm-hmm. to eleven eleven, one eleven. 333, 555, mm-hmm. 444. Mm-hmm. And I used to, and then I would see them like on a building or mm-hmm. pick up a piece of paper and something was written or happen to look at, um, like when I pump my gas, it'll be like 666 or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, and, but now I'm seeing them more and more and more now that I know what they are. I'm like, oh, okay, let me, I need to uh, figure out what that one means or <laughs> what's mm-hmm. God trying to tell me now. I always ask for signs, but mm-hmm. I never noticed the signs that probably were being given to me all along because mm-hmm. I was. Yeah, no. So you said ask for signs and I got to tell you, I, I asked for so many signs because when I was a complete novice to spirituality, I didn't know what was going on at all. So when I asked, for signs um the first sign I asked for was what the first sign I asked for was a unicorn because although all these synchronicities kept coming to me about what this was I kept denying it because I was like this is some bullshit like no I don't believe this I don't believe it all um I'm a fighter I'm a lover and a fighter but I definitely got like a lot of fight in me and I was trying to fight it like no I don't, I reject the idea that I'm doing this. I don't have to do this. No. So I asked for the first sign that I asked for was a unicorn. And it was a particular Lisa Frank um, unicorn was the very first thing that I asked for. And that day that I asked for the unicorn, I had a unicorn um, keychain on my key ring that someone had given me and I was like I want to see a unicorn but not my key ring and then I remembered I said oh well you left your key ring at home anyway so you're not going to see it so I left work I go to my car and my key ring was just up propped on my dashboard and I was like I know I left this on my dresser so that's weird and then after that I went to one of my girlfriend's house and I sat at her table and she had a unicorn light from her daughter's party sitting on her table But the unicorn that I wanted was so specific. It was that rainbow Lisa Frank unicorn. And again, I was in denial, fam, in so much denial. I was like, nope, this ain't it either. I'm hallucinating. I'm hallucinating. I asked for uh, a rainbow unicorn. And ain't none of these shit's a rainbow unicorn. So I'm wrong. So I went home that night from my girlfriend's house. And I was scrolling through my phone. And I excuse me, I saw a picture of the exact Lisa Frank unicorn that I was talking about. The exact one. So that shit hit me like the Twilight Zone. But me being Amber, me being hard-headed, I was like, nope, Amber, you tripping. Let's reject this shit. This ain't real. I asked for a total of like 10 signs. And can I tell you, every sign that I asked for, I got. I asked for pink feathers next to the unicorn. I saw those together, which was crazy. I asked for purple boots. I saw those, which was crazy. I asked for pink flamingos. I asked for pink flamingos. And it was at one point that the the partner came to me with a pink flamingo shirt on. It was like, run away from this, bitch. Like, the nigga got a pink flamingo shirt on. How, how, how can you run from this? And um, lastly, 
lastly I asked for rainbows because it, it's such an interesting phenomenon and it's so hard and I know that this journey gets so much bag stigma around it's toxic it's not toxic the number one thing that I learned is this journey is only toxic if you are right and most of us have some toxic most of us have some toxic patterning in us that we have to get out which is the sole purpose of this journey get that shit out so you can be a better you and you can align with this person if you want, or you can align with another person. But at the end of the day, you'll be able to have happy and healthy relationships. And that's what it's all about. Happy and healthy partnerships. So yeah. Um, wow. What advice I'm trying to think like, what, what can I give to you for the beginning? Anybody, if you think you are in a sacred union, a twin flame journey, work on balancing your energies because it's, it's all about you. It's all about that inner masculine and inner feminine energy and having a healthy balance of both. Ladies, I said earlier, pull from the assertiveness from the masculine energy and not the aggressiveness. I feel like we can be more aggressive, especially when we're emotional men. Um, I need you to pull from your logic, logical side. I need you to refrain. You they know, emotional too, because they're not very. They're not know. very emotional. Well, I don't know. My particular person was very emotional, and I think that he was very emotional. And I think the logical side was kind of out the window until he didn't give a damn. He didn't give a fuck, and then all emotions went out the window. <laughs> He was like, fuck that. But pull from both. It's all about balancing your energy. Do some divine feminine energy balancing, divine feminine, divine masculine, excuse me, energy balancing meditations. Those work well. Do some yoga poses. Do some mudras. I love mudras. If y'all don't know what mudras is, mudras is hand movements that, hand positions that um, signify something like, I would go and sit in the sun and meditate. And the sun is the best place to meditate because you get all the good downloads and energy from the sun and it lifts your spirits instantly. And I would do like a peaceful mudra. And all of these things helped to elevate my spirit and help to give me balance. Consistency is something that's number one with this journey. You have to be consistent. If you're not consistent in your healing, you will be all over the place and this journey has sent me through some dark times, y'all. Like, finding the inner divinity in me. Woo, child. You think you're walking your authentic path. It's very easy to think that you're walking in your authenticity and being your 100% authentic self, and you're not. There's so many, so, there's so much social conditioning, social programming, so many societies, so many of society's bullshit rules that we follow, conforming, that we don't have to follow. You live your own life. You make your own rules and you do what you want to do as long as you're doing it with love and kindness. I really feel like the sole purpose of humans on earth is to love one another and learn. Big ass school. Let's love each other and learn. That's it. So you said that they should pull from their emotional side too. If, you're, if your partner is less emotional, he definitely needs to pull from his emotional side to have a healthy balance. Um, what else could I say? Leadership. I know for myself personally, I could be very like, this is what it's supposed to do. This is how you're supposed to do it. I can be very masculine and take charge in my energy because I have a lot of that. Learn how to. That's crazy. When my energies is unbalanced, like, do you find your energies are unbalanced? Can you see um, heightened masculinity and also heightened femininity in you? Like an example for me would be, I would be too passive in my femininity. So sometimes I would see him do things that I didn't like or see a partner do something that I didn't like and I would disagree, but I wouldn't go ham. I would just be like, you know what? That's fucked up. Like, don't do that. And then we would be cool. And then sometimes I would be too masculine in my energy, like, you got me all the way fucked up and we can rumble in this jungle if you want to keep playing with me. Like, the balance needs to be there to where you can be loving and receptive but assertive. You know, caring but still grounded and nurturing. You can let the masculine energy, you know, lead and you be the support. Like, in what ways do you see your energies unbalanced within yourself? 
I guess um, I've been passive too, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's a, I guess that's feminine. Yeah. Um, but I've also been aggressive. I've done pop ups and you got me fucked ups and what's up, nigga? <laughs> what's up, nigga? Wanted <laughs> this is what you want? Okay, I got time today. Like. Damn. But that also comes from being passive so frequently or too many times in a row mm-hmm. and aggression. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like a, like you said, there's not a balance to it. You're trying to be feminine, which is why you kind of try to be like you allow the passive, like passiveness mm-hmm. to continue because you want to be able to be like, oh, I'm the woman, you're the man. Mm-hmm. But Sometimes you gotta check them. I don't know. Yeah, and it's hard to find a balance. I'm like, it ain't ain't no. I don't know about it. Sometimes you gotta check their ass. I completely and totally agree with you. And what I've learned, and it's so awesome that you brought that up because I said that earlier on one of the recordings that I did for the podcast. What I've learned is that you you have to you have to pull from both. You have to be assertive. Like I said earlier, like I would be way too passive until the point of no return. And then I would turn into Nino Brown and be like, oh, I'm about to Debo you now. And you can't do that. You also have to be comfortable enough in yourself. I wasn't comfortable enough in myself to speak up when I needed to speak up. I would speak up, but I wasn't coming from a place of wholeness. I was coming from a place of codependency because that's another thing that I can say is we both were codependent. I was coming from a place of codependency where it was like, I don't want to speak up, say the wrong thing. And then this person want to cut off this connection. So I'm going to speak, you know, be chill about it, be cool about it. When in honesty, when all in all honesty, we have to be assertive, especially as women, especially dealing with with certain men, an unrealized man, a man who hasn't tapped into his spiritual en- energy yet, they will intend to be a, l- a bit more in- immature and they will run all over you. And that's just it. And that's just it. And we ain't going for that. Not in 2020, not in 2019. I No, I'm not letting anybody run over me. I'm worthy and deserving of the best. And that's what I'm going to get. And I want all you goddesses and inspiring goddesses to feel the same way about you yourself you ain't got to do with no bullshit so you saw yourself flip-flopping between masculine and passive i get it so my boo kayla had to go we got disconnected but i appreciate her so much thank you boo for that interview that was bomb it's really awesome to see um two different women in their journeys Two different women at two different places in their journeys just kind of converse um, about things that have happened. And again, um, I know there's so much focus on these sacred connection, past life connection journeys, and the focus is on the wrong thing. Let this journey be a journey about you. Your journey is yours and yours alone. I know you've had this intense connection with this person and you feel such loving feelings that you possibly have never felt before and you think that you are kind of like tied to this person forever and you're not. Like people come into our life for a reason or a season. Most times you and this person had a contract in a past life to come together to awaken each other. Some people's contracts, you know, they stay and they have a romantic relationship with each other and some people's contracts, it's just like, you know, we awaken each other and we move along. I'm here to assisting your growth and then I move right along what I want you to put the focus on divine feminine goddesses is you put all of your focus and your intention into you make sure your energies are balanced make sure you're doing the things that you love to do make sure you're finding your wholeness in who you are we've had so much social programming from the media from family programming and patterns so many things play a role into who we are as people and a lot of us aren't into aren't living our authentic truth so live your truth 
Live your truth. Be you unapologetically. I know a few of you know me personally who listen to this podcast. And if you know me from what I was and to who I am now, it's been a complete and total change. And that's what happens after you have your spiritual awakening. You are more aware to the conditions of this world. You're more aware to people. And you do have a complete and total change. Radical transformation. And it's always transformation for the better, even if some people can't understand it. Um, at my current place in this journey, you know, my family doesn't understand it. I come from a deeply religious family and they don't really get, you know, why I'm burning sage and reading tarot cards and I'm having this complete change, but they can't tell that it's for the betterment. You know, remember that whatever you do is for you and the things you do to better you are for you and no one else has to understand it and you don't have to explain it to anybody else. Find the divinity in you and find your tribe. Okay, your tribe is out there. This road can be lonely as hell. Taking the spiritual path, it can be lonely once you awaken. But your tribe is out there. Continue doing you, continue being you, and speak. My DMs are always open. If you want to DM me with any questions, any concerns, just someone to talk to, the Happy Hood Hippie on Instagram, you can always DM me, holla at a player, send me an email, send me a pigeon, do something. I will respond to you because I care. I care about people and that's the nature of who I am. So this concludes this episode of Namaste and ENJ. Bitch bad, woman good, goddess better, women. Tap into that divine feminine energy. I know we were all over the place with this episode. We talked about childhood emotions and programming and how that plays into relationships with adults. We talked about past life relationships. We talked about being a bad bitch and social conditioning and all of these interesting things. I know the audio quality wasn't the best, so I apologize again. And I know this shit is called all over the place, but pull what you can pull from this. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you guys so much. Next week's episode is going to be called um, I Brought You Into This World and I Can Take You Out. Literally, and that's going to be about family family patterning and toxic family traits. You know, healing from family wounds. So I'm out of here. Thank you guys. Bye.